We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, I'm Joe Connolly. On this video, we'll hear about what is hot right now. The real estate market. Allison Bernstein has been in real estate since well before home sales went crazy here in the pandemic. She had a great niche, though. No one else had. She specializes still in consulting city residents on how to move to the suburbs, how to find the best suburb. What a great niche. And it's worked out very well for her. Producer Neil A. Caruso will join us in this discussion, too. We had Allison on a couple of years ago. Allison, it is great to have you back, and I cannot imagine what business must be like for you now. <laughs> it's great to be back, and yes, it's been absolutely a, a crazy uh, spike in business, uh, triple-digit growth, and uh, it's been incredible, um, incredible growth. <laughs> How are you handling such growth business-wise? Um, it's been, you know, we were prepared for it. Um, I think our model um, in and of itself is uh, super scalable uh, over the course of the last year, and not just because of the pandemic, but also just in the way that people are thinking about their lives. Um, we have been able to launch offices. We've always had offices all across the country, um, but most recently we've launched um, Denver and Philadelphia as well as South Florida. So it's been, it's been great. Allison, what I remember from our interview a couple of years ago is you saying something so interesting. There are three-bedroom houses everywhere, but there's not a little league everywhere. That is why finding the suburb first is what's most important, right? Absolutely. Um, I think it's super important to understand not just you know which house to live in, but specifically where. And I think that the world, especially now having lived through this pandemic um, for over a year, you know, um, people are really what we internally say, rethinking their where and thinking about specifically not just the type of house, but where are they going to live? And it's interesting because when you look at some of the biggest players in real estate, you know, you look at Zillow and the first thing that, you know, pops up on the homepage is put in where you want to live. And that's the most difficult question that people really have to answer. It's not, you know, how many bedrooms or bathrooms. It's specifically there are so many options, especially in today's world. And so I think the pandemic, in a way, has really brought to the forefront our concept and made it even more important. Neil? So, Allison, I wonder, obviously, suburbs are doing well right now, work from home enabling that. But are people finding their dream condo in the city right now? In the city, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, again, everybody has different, um, you know, just ways in which they want to live and there's no right or wrong answer. And so a lot of people say, well, it doesn't make sense to leave the city. And of course, the city, New York City in particular, has been um, very significantly affected by the pandemic. But what we've seen um, is sort of the standard things that we've always seen. It's the people that always thought that they were going to leave the city at some point um, left, you know, and the people that always thought that they were going to try to raise their families in the city and make it work 
stayed. And so maybe they left temporarily. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's changed anybody's viewpoint. And it's interesting because everybody says, well, there's been this mass exodus. Um, a lot of it has been pretty temporary. temporary. So it's interesting to see. So the people that always thought they were gonna raise their kids in the city are, are in fact doing so. So from the ground level perspective that you have, what's your read on the housing market? Do you believe that prices will continue going down in the city or are we you know, in for a rebound soon? That's a great question. I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, it's exciting to see now that the weather is turning. And I, again, nobody really, again, has a crystal ball in terms of, you know, is this pandemic, um, you know, going to end sooner than later. Um, but there is excitement in um, people coming back to the city. And like I mentioned, I think what we've seen with a lot of folks is the people that wanted to leave left and um, the people that really want to make it work um, are making it work. And so in terms of pricing, it's hard to say. I know right now um, all across the board, um, specifically in the New York market, we're facing an inventory issue outside of the city. And a lot of that has been really driven by sort of the weirdness of the dynamic, right? Like nobody knows what the world is going to look like. Um, this back to work is a big question. You know, there are so many thoughts on what that's going to look like and nobody really knows. And that's going to be a key determinant in terms of what's um, happening in, in the market. So if, if the work week looks like three and two, or, um, you know, I, I, I think that's going to change the way people live, um, for sure. So that could mean there's more of a boom to come because some people may be waiting for that to be decided, although that doesn't seem to be the case either. Well, what's interesting and what we've seen here is I think that there's a massive um, lack of inventory and we're trying to figure out why is there a lack of inventory? And it's really because nobody's moving. So, you know, typically you've had the, the sort of the situation of, okay, so when you become an empty nester, you kind of say, well, my kids are grown and flown. I don't need the space. I'll put my home on the market and get something more manageable, smaller, maybe I'll move. Um, the problem is all of those kids that should be empty nesting or allowing their parents to be empty nesters are all home, right? Because everybody's working from home, everybody, you know, fled um, to safety. And so everybody's kind of home. And so they're not really able to kind of complete that cycle. And so I think everybody's just in a holding pattern waiting to see, are people going to go back to work? Are they going to move back to these cities? What is the work we going to look like? And in, you know, with that is, where are people really going to live? Are they going to move back to uh, the city? Are they going to move further out? A lot of these things are to be determined and everybody's kind of in a holding pattern. Let me just ask, what are the phrases that people are using when they contact you or your reps now about leaving a city? What are they saying they're looking for? What's their headline? That's a great question. There's not a catchphrase, but what I will tell you is people are so much more open. And so kind of looking at the contrast of what happened, you know, kind of a year before people would work, right. And they would kind of, you know, say, where can I live closest to my job? Because I spend so much time in the office and now the home has been completely redefined. So, you know, not only is it a place where you sleep and now you're working, you're schooling, you're shopping, you're eating, you're exercising. So everything about the home is different. And so now people's take on home and where they want to be is also very different. Now people are, depending upon their work situation, you know, could they potentially move completely to a different city? So we're seeing a lot more of the conversation used to be, hey, I need to be 30 minutes, 45 minutes here. That's my number one priority to, hey, you know, sky's the limit. Where should we potentially look? You know, can it be 
you know, 45 minutes an hour commute, or should we look in a completely different city? And so we've seen a huge surge in people saying, hey, let's not look in the New York City suburbs. Let's maybe look in Austin. Let's look in South Florida. And that's been an interesting trend for us. Very interesting. And I wonder, too, and you reference your expansion into other markets, how are things different there compared to the tri-state? So interestingly, um, it's the same concept, right? And it's a big piece of the puzzle that has always been missing in real estate. You know, everybody, and I go back to, you know, currently there are more agents than there are homes on the market. And so everybody's programmed to sell you a home, but nobody's really thinking bigger picture and providing this objective sort of advice to say, hey, why are you looking here? Why don't you look here, right? Because we don't really, we're not programmed that way. And so I think this whole pandemic and the way that we live and the way that we look at life um, has really shown that thinking about objectively all of your options um, is transforming the way you purchase real estate. So that sort of that pre-purchase piece before you even get to an agent um, has become really critical. And so the concept is the same. People really want objective advice. They want to understand the differences between the neighborhoods before they make a very big decision. And that's the same. It doesn't matter if it's New York City or Denver or South Florida. So even for second homes, it's the same concept. You want to understand specifically the community um, before you you get into the home purchase. So home office is a frequent question or it's almost always asked home office? Yeah, I mean, the basics are the same, um, you know, and again, I think that people, uh, yeah, of course, now people are working from home uh, more so and will continue, obviously, to some degree. Um, to home offices, just because being on a conference call <laughs> across across you know the desk um, is a little bit difficult. So little things like that, um, you know, kids libraries, which I've always been a huge fan of because I hate kids doing homework in you know their bedrooms. But um, now it's it's been a you know people don't want their kids you know in the living room doing homework. So little things like that. Allison, what's the key to your success? Because obviously you've gone through tremendous growth, the housing market and uncertainties, I'm sure, are a factor. But it strikes me that you're a bit more of a lifestyle um, company and brand than uh, than others uh, that you're competing with. Absolutely. So I guess the, the key um, to success is always kind of what I always tell, you know, everybody, um, you know, my team and my kids, too. It's, you know, think about networks sort of like the ball is, but where the ball's going. And so. Um, you know, really thinking ahead. And also, you know, it's interesting, like, as an example, this remote work, people are like, hey, you, we can work from anywhere. Um, I've been preaching that forever. And it's been, you know, it's something that has enabled us to attract incredible talent because of the flexibility. So little things like that, I think, are um, absolutely key. And also, the other piece of it is um, never really having a written out business plan, because I always explain to people that, you know, your business changes every day. And I think where some of these businesses really got stuck um, when the world changed so so quickly, you know, they kept going back to this plan. Well, this is my plan. And I said, don't have a plan because every day is a different story. You have to be quick and nimble. Um, and that's the key to, to running a great you're, business. You're one of the very few who's had the nerve to say, don't worry about <laughs> a business plan. Come up with something and go sell it. People are now, catching on, Joe. <laughs> so, so business people understand you don't go out, Allison, and show houses, right? You employ realtors or who's out there right now showing houses for you? Tell us how the business works. So interestingly, I think showing a house is the easy part. In fact, um, the pandemic has actually shown us that you can do everything via FaceTime. And so 
what we do and and how our company works is we don't employ agents. We, um, you know, once we figure out where the client needs to be using our proprietary technology and our innovative strategy team, we then partner with local agents to actually get them out and about. And so what we do is uh, we we have a team of strategists and those are people that are educated in every aspect of a particular market. So as an example, in New York City, if you're moving out of New York City, you have over 500 towns, which, you know, technically you could move to within air quotes, commuting distance. Everybody has a different threshold, uh, obviously, of commuting. Um, and so these are the folks that um, you are assigned to. So you have a completely objective non-real estate agent advisor who really works with you and your family to determine specifically what the plan is and it shows up on your app and everything is pretty seamless and only then do we assign you to a local partner agent but they do not work for us so we maintain objectivity so so i understand so you assign them to one of your people in westchester county or whatever and they work with that person first and then that person contacts a local realtor in that area um no so to be to be um specific so we Every client is assigned to a strategist. That strategist is New York City based with the education, again, New York City office based, um, but with the education of every potential town. So if you come to us and you say, hey, I'd love to explore, you know, four towns in Westchester, or two towns in Long Island and six towns in New Jersey, um, they can intelligently explain to you the differences and come up with a strategy. And some may make sense, some may not. Some may, you know, you've never heard of. Um, but everything kind of comes up on your app. So we use the team as well as a uh, the strategy uh, and proprietary technology to develop what we call a home search strategy for you. So again, it doesn't matter where you look. And that couldn't, like I mentioned before, people are a lot of you know times looking in different markets, right? So you're looking in Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, as well as Florida. And we have, as an example, South Florida or Austin or LA. Um, and so that you know, and then we have local partner agents. So we train, um, it doesn't matter what firm they work for, but they do not work for us and they are ready to go there. Everybody's on our app. So it's very seamless. So we use a great amount of technology to make the process completely, you know, seamless, but these are local agents that we've interviewed. Um, and it's super important to have the right agents for particular buyers because it's important to win bidding wars, especially in tight inventory times. One other question on this then, Neil. So I know that realtors watching will want to know how do they get to be the person in their area whose suburban jungle calls? Great question. Uh, we have an application process, um, which you can uh, get through uh, to on our site. We have a director of agent development and um, everything is pretty seamless. So they're welcome to apply. <laughs> Allison, tell us about the technology behind it. You mentioned the app. Is it um, proprietary? Or walk, walk me through the, um, the technology um, that's aiding your, um, your growth here. Great question. So we have developed this incredible technology, which basically takes into account a lot of you know, the information that we receive from our clients. And we have two ways to kind of get started you know, with our process. One, you can just have a strategy session with one of our, um, like I mentioned, um, members of our strategy team, or you can do everything online. And so when you put in certain data, um, it will you know, basically within seconds come up with a plan. Everything is on your app, or if you don't wanna use the app, you can use a dashboard. But on your dashboard, basically within seconds, and you have to imagine, you know, if you're a person starting your search and you're saying, well, I need a four bedroom house, I can be anywhere, my family's here, I went to school here, I wonder where I'd fit in, I wonder where I should go, where should I look? 
um, within seconds, you know, it comes up with a plan for you. And again, I think that, you know, in real estate, it's an important piece to the puzzle of having a ton of technology, but there is that personalization piece because no technology out there can really measure how far you want to be from your in-laws, right? Is it too far or too close? You know, all that stuff. So uh, the computer so will go haywire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think um, that's a lot. So everything is managed um, on your app, on your dashboard, and it enables us um, as a team to work with thousands and thousands of clients um, at a given time while giving them personalized attention. An Neil, algorithm to get you away from your in-laws. <laughs> Neil, one more, then I have one more. We'll let Allison go. She's a busy woman. Allison, clearly very busy. Uh, one last for me. Uh, how are you building for the future? I know it's hard to do that right now in this economy. What's your, um, you know, what's your kind of goal for the next uh, short term five years? Oh, great question. Five years. I have to think about five minutes ahead. But um, I think, as always, I think we are going to continue to grow in these new markets. Um, we're super excited about some of these new markets. Like I mentioned, we recently launched Denver, um, Philadelphia, Austin, South Florida. Um, they're all doing amazing. Our plan is to launch Nashville in the next uh, few weeks. And we're going to continue to grow um, in that capacity and then you know, continue to improve our technology, which is only getting better, um, offer additional services for our consumers and clients and, uh, you know, continue on the path of great growth. Allison, I read something the other day to help people who are looking so hard to find a house to buy and to seal the deal, that if you're budgeting 350, you should be looking at houses listed at 300,000 because the bidding wars are so frequent. Does that sound like a good strategy to you? I mean, I think everybody has their own financial strategy and what works, but I think um, you do bring up a great point. I think, like I mentioned before, there's a, a real big inventory crunch just because everybody's waiting to figure out what life is going to be like and what is return to work, what is going to be the norm, when will people move and resume, right? So we're kind of all paralyzed. So um, I think, you know, bidding wars are, are definitely an issue the way you handle them. Um, obviously, everybody has different strategies, so I can't, you know, necessarily offer um, specific advice because every deal um, and situation is different. But um, people have to come in really prepared to be um, aggressive, and I think they have to be smart uh, and also think about the risks involved. I'm hearing stories of people waiving certain things and just really kind of um, really be aware and do your due diligence is what I would say um, before just throwing money down and saying, I'll just take it. <laughs> And this might take you a year or a year and a half to, to find and be the buyer, right? Uh, we hope not, but, you know, um, and then I think the other thing is, you know, um, I always remind people there's no such thing as a perfect house. It doesn't matter what your budget is. It could be 30 million. It could be, you know, 30,000. It doesn't matter because there's always a sacrifice. And so kind of going in um, with the priority list and thinking about what's important. And again, for us um, as a team, we always say, you know, get into the community. Don't just buy a house. Um, so just make sure that you're in the right place. And after that, you know, you have to remember, it's always easy to upgrade um, depending upon where you live uh, or change it up. Allison, thanks for your time and congratulations on the booming success of your business too. Nice to see you again. Thank you, you too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.